This episode of the podcast is brought to you by none other than your mother. If you do enjoy, and I hope you do, please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, high five, send me an email, send me a couple bucks, either or. Enjoy the podcast. Wow. What's up, guys? Today we have today we have the Rippets flowing. If you don't know what Rippet is, it is the dollar store energy drink. Uh, it is it is sure to be a liver and kidney uh, buster, uh, but they are good. They taste good. They're like a dollar twenty five, and they work. I don't think Red Bulls really work for me. It's not even that I don't think they do. They just don't. They taste good and everything, but they don't really uh, give me the energy that I strive for. Uh, they don't give me the pick me up that I like. Uh, but anyways, uh, when I when I sat down on my computer to to get this to set everything up to do this podcast, my computer was like, um, so, I'm just assuming this is maybe what Windows might sound like, so, I know it's really inconvenient, but we're gonna do an update, and it's gonna take like 10 minutes, I feel like that happens every time I want to be like productive or something, or do something on my computer, my computer's like, um, we're gonna update, um, Thank God it, it didn't force the uh, Windows 11 update on me because I'd be here for an hour and I would just not do the podcast. But while I was waiting, I stumbled across a video uh, titled, um, let me see what it was titled. It was uh, Escape from a House of Horror. Now, that's not a house of horrors. Uh, it's a house of horror. Of horror. And uh, basically, it's a... It, um, Basically, this girl escaped, this young girl escaped from her house. Um, her parents uh, are nuts, absolutely nuts. And she has like 15 other siblings, and the parents don't let the kids out. They've literally, based on what this girl was saying, uh, she had never been outside. She, she didn't even know what her address was. She didn't know what street she lived on. Nothing. Not to mention... Um, she speaks English, but there's a lot of words that they've never heard of because I, I, they're just stuck in their house. And the parents uh, abuse the kids and chain them to their bed and all that fun stuff. But it looks like it's a story that's, that like just came out. Um, and when I, when I say just came out, I mean like seven hours ago. I was looking at the timestamp on the when the video was posted. And it was literally seven hours ago from uh, – it was – or ABC. It was ABC. They do the, uh, yeah, ABC News. They do the uh, 2020 show, if you're familiar with it. And, uh, man, it was just it's so wild to think about that, that there, right now, as we speak, or I speak, there's somebody else in that same situation for for whatever reason. And I just can't even fathom that. Like, what do you what do you do? Um, when the officer was asking the questions, asking questions to the girl, um, he he said, he what did he say? He said, um, do you do you have any injuries? And she goes, what's what's injuries? Um, he's like, like are are you hurt? And she goes, oh, oh, no, not right now. And two things, like, she didn't know what an injury was. And also, she said, I'm not hurt, like, right now. Which means 
she's used to being like hurt and stuff. But I don't know. It was just freaking. It was crazy, man. I, I plan on getting on this podcast and talking about like all the other bullshit that's kind of going on right now. But <laughs> it's always going on. But uh, I saw that story and I was like, holy crap, dude. That's freaking deep. So it's a it's a one hour uh, special that I, I I plan on watching the whole thing because it seems really really interesting and they're like interviewing the uh the sisters and stuff and um uh, they they obviously got saved basically um from the interaction from the girl escaping her house and um her calling the police she was she was able to like steal her parents phone and and dial 911 and uh within uh, about an hour hour and a half the police ended up going to her house because because the the based on what the girl was saying, there was child abuse going on, and they didn't need a warrant or anything. So the police officers were able to actually uh, uh, get access into the house without a warrant, and you know, seems like they uh, saved these, uh, these these kids. But that's so wild to me that that's even a thing. Why would you have? Why would you have that many kids, or any kids at all, just to lock them up in the house? I mean, what what is going on in your own brain that makes you think that that's okay? Like moms, you know, the officer's like, well, what does your mom do? And she's like, nothing. The girl's like, nothing. My mom just stays home. Or my mom, yeah, she, my mom just stays home all the time, but she's always gone. Does that make sense? Like she's, you know, mom doesn't have a job. Uh but she's always somewhere else. And uh, the, the officer's like, well, well, how come you guys haven't tried, like, how come nobody leaves? And and the girl said something so, so weird. Uh, she was like, there's always somebody watching. She said, there's always somebody. That is freaky, man. These kids, these kids were basically brainwashed and, and, and secluded from society. <laughs> And uh, made to believe, I don't know what they were made to believe, but it's like their own little North Korea inside the house or something. But, I mean, obviously this stuff has, you know, has, has gone on before. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, but years and years and years ago when I was, um, gosh, I, I, was, I was young. Uh, but I read a book uh, called "The Child Called It," and it was it was something very similar. Um, there was definitely child abuse involved. Like this kid's mom would would uh, I think she would like make like like burn his hand on like the stove and like and like like somehow like burn his like burn his ass cheeks like on the stove. Um, she'd lock him in the bathroom with with like a bucket of uh, ammonia. And uh, it was such a, I mean, that, that was like the, my first introduction to learning about what like child abuse was and, and, and knowing that it was a, you know, realizing that child abuse was a, was a thing. I just couldn't help but think like, man, this is, this is crazy. But uh, all these years later and in, in, in running across a story like that, it breaks my heart that, that there's people that, that do that. I mean, um, yeah, so many questions, so many questions. 
Um, but one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, aside from that, that uh, one, of, one of the things that I, I, I've been following lately is the, the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial. Um, it, it's really hard for me not to follow things like that. It's very polarizing. Uh, just like the Gabby Petito uh, case where the girl, uh, a young girl and her, uh, her boyfriend were out west traveling and, and living, you know, living the, uh, the converted van life. Um, and, uh, basically, basically, uh, they were having some emotional problems, uh, both of them. They were, their, their relationship was on the fritz, which it's very difficult to live in a van with somebody. Um, not to mention if you already have some other problems going on, that only exacerbates, exact, exacerbates, exacerbates, <laughs> I think that's the word, uh, it makes it worse. And, and and basically the guy the the guy came home. Um, I say guy the, these these kids are like uh, young, you know twenties, early twenties, um, and the guy comes home without the girl and uh, shit starts going downhill because people are like yo where's Gabby, and uh, so that was a very polarizing uh, case in itself. And then the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Um, if you're unfamiliar with that, Kyle Rittenhouse was uh, he was a fella in uh, Kenosha who was he was kind of being a, a, a I don't know like a vigilante or or, or uh, what have you um, when the riots were going on just over a year year ago back in so back in 20, 2020 when the riots were going on Kyle and, and uh, some some friends took it upon themselves to go to the riots and help out with protecting people's businesses and so they were walking around with, um, uh, at least Kyle was walking around with a, uh, I believe it was AR-15, uh, which for those who don't know, AR does not stand for assault rifle. It's uh, Arm- Armalite, which is a, uh, which is a brand. Um, so that's a lot of, that's something that a lot of people get wrong. And uh, uh, to be, to be quite frank, it's something that I learned uh, more recently than not. Anyhow, um, I always thought AR the the media has a way of just just convincing people. So whenever the media would say AR-15 assault rifle, obviously you're gonna be brainwashed into uh, thinking that way. But anyways, they were they were helping out and uh, they had met. Uh, let me just talk about Kyle because that's the only I don't really know what his his friends uh, played in to it or anything like that. But anyways, Kyle was walking around with an AR-15 protecting these uh, local businesses and helping out uh, people. He had a med- med- medical uh, bag and he had uh, surgical gloves and he was helping people out that were hurt in the in the riots and stuff like that. People, The good people, not the, the rioters and the looters. And long story short, Kyle ended up getting uh, chased and, and basically harassed by some of the uh, protesters and the uh, looters and stuff and they were coming after him with like, one dude was swinging a skateboard at him someone threw a rock hit him in the back of the head and uh, one dude pulled a gun on him and, and Kyle defended himself and and two people died because of it and one person uh, got their arm turned into a Slim Jim and uh, basically the the case has been going on for uh, a good a good bit I think it was a couple weeks now but uh, <clears throat> it was a very polarizing very polarizing uh, case, and 
there's a lot of a lot of divisiveness um, as we've been experiencing lately. Uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, you know, all all they see is, you know, white dude was like openly carrying around an AR-15, um, which which was legal. Um, it, it was legal, which they found out in the law and everything. Uh, but yeah, they see that uh, this kid is carrying around an AR-15, and basically that two people were killed and one person was, was uh, wounded, and they're like, he's guilty. That's kind of what the... Uh, that seems to be what the sentiment is uh, lately. People are just like, I hate this person. Throw him in jail. And <laughs> although our government sometimes does terrify me with the, you know, the fact that uh, a lot of the people in the government are, are super old and and uh, just don't really seem to be up to date with what's going on these days. Uh, but that terrifies me that people who don't know what they're talking about. And when I mean, when I say that they don't know what they're talking about, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying that I know what I'm talking about, but there's a way to go about it. And these people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And their only response to things is throw them in jail. And they look, I, I followed a good portion of the case. And I could I could honestly tell you, I can honestly tell you that there was there was the evidence was not great. The prosecution, I, I didn't, I don't know as if they, look, they didn't do a great job, but at the same time, the reason they didn't do a great job is because there was nothing there. When they were making their opening statement, um, I did listen to the opening statement, and it was terrible. And when it, what I mean is, it was terrible because If you listen to it, the prosecutors or the prosecutor was making basically making a case for the defense. And so it didn't start off good. Um, not to mention at the end of at the end of the day there was evidence that was withheld. There was evidence that was used um, that not necessarily was admi- uh, it uh, wasn't it's not that it was wasn't uh, admissible in court, but it was like they took some video footage from the uh, the riots and stuff from that night, and they edited it with this uh, uh, this program that they they use. And the program basically mentions that uh, they don't recommend utilizing any of the footage that is edited with this program. They don't recommend using it in in um, um, as evidence because you're. You're, you're changing it. You're not using the, you know, they use this program to enhance certain things to be able to show certain things. But basically, they're like, it's not, it's not a great form of, uh, it's not a good tool to use if you're thinking about using this as evidence. And uh, so that was, you know, that was one thing that was kind of, it, the whole case just seemed like like shit. Yeah, you, know, you pretty much knew from the beginning that that. Kyle was going to be found not guilty because there was just there's no polarizing evidence that showed that he, you know, the only thing that I, I thought he was going to get uh, uh, charged on was having an illegal firearm, but that's just because I don't know the, the laws in Kenosha. But after after uh, 
you know, watching the trial and stuff, the he everything that he was doing was 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 legal. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, you know, they wanted uh, they wanted to defund the police, and, and because of that, the police uh, because of that, there was people like Kyle Rittenhouse that took it into their own hands. They're like, okay, well, if the police aren't allowed to do it, then I'm going to do it. You know, and that and that's you know that's uh it's not something that I would choose to do I wouldn't you know necessarily put myself in harm's way like that but but he did it and he wasn't wrong for it uh the, what was wrong is the the people that were going after him uh because if if Kyle was some crazy mass you know shooter if he was this monster that people made him out to be uh don't you think he would have started picking off people like right away I mean the guy was there for hours and hours and hours helping other people um uh, rioters and looters would start fires and Kyle was walking around with a a uh fire extinguisher putting out fires i mean this guy was literally helping out and 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 trying his best to help uh businesses and and help people and these people were chasing after him and trying to bludgeon him to death with a a skateboard and one dude like i said pointed a, a firearm at him which may i add was an illegal firearm um so it's just crazy that there's people that that they they bypass all the evidence. They don't care about the evidence because they they maybe saw a clip of what happened. They read that the um, the headline that the whatever news station it was that they put. They believed it a hundred percent, and all they know about this whole thing is what that what the headline was and that little short clip that they saw. And uh, let's be honest, this. This is nothing new. This is what this has been happening since I could remember. Um, it was probably it could have been happening uh, before Trump got in office, but uh, when I started really noticing it, and when I really, I guess, when I was paying attention, when I started paying attention, uh, was during the Trump presidency uh, and continuing till uh, now, present day. And it's not good. It's not good to, to. I don't know. I mean, look, I have people that I, that I, um, you know, look up to, or, or at the very least, trust their opinion on things. So when someone, when these certain people tell me things, I, I do believe them until I hear something different. Um. It, I, mean, I don't know. I guess people just like really trust these news stations or, <laughs> whatever. But. Um, a lot of people are just seeing the the writing on the wall with this stuff. Um, it, it's quite obvious that that all these mainstream news stations are biased, which we we've known for years and years now at this point. Um, but there's people out there that just don't want to make up. They, they they don't want to think for themselves. I don't know if it's just easier to not, or if they're just a little bit. I, I don't even want to say that they're brainwashed because I want to I want to think that that people are smarter than that. You know. Um, but at times like this, when, when, when people are like, for instance, I had a, I had a fella, um, I had a fella come in, uh, uh, yesterday, um, to the shop and I was like, <laughs> you know, the, the, the loaded question is, Hey, how's it going today? And he was like, he was just like the news man the news and i was like you know me and just being a conversationalist i was like 
lay it on me, you know? And and I, I don't know why, but I had this feeling because I was recently thinking about this this trial, this Rittenhouse trial. And um and so I was like, lay it on me. And I had a feeling this guy was gonna that th- this is what he was gonna talk about. And um, you know, based on his his body language and, and the um attitude about the the so called news, I was assuming that he was pretty pissed about the outcome. Um against, you know, he he was against Kyle Rittenhouse. Which is no no problem at all, but I said, lay it on me. And he, he just starts going off on, on how this kid, you know, you know, this kid, uh, you know, they let him off and how it was bullshit that, how it was bullshit that, you know, he didn't get the underage uh, gun charge because of the length of the barrel and how he was, he, you know, he was like, oh, so he, he could, mo- so he modified the gun and that's okay. And, you know, it's just. What I gathered from it, and, and this guy wasn't, um, he, was, he was a nice guy, but I think what it comes down to and what I gathered from it was that he just didn't know what he was talking about with some of the things. Um, it's cool, man. If you hate guns, hate guns, but don't act like you even know about it. That's that's the problem that I have. That is the problem that I have. Um and that's with anything. If you don't know it, if you don't know about it, you don't know what you're talking about, don't act like you do know what you're talking about. Because it just makes you sound silly. You know? It makes it it, it doesn't it doesn't look you know, when I talk to somebody who who has that kind of that approach where they they dislike something so much that they, they, they're not even educated about it or informed. I have a problem with that because I, I can't have a conversation with someone like that. Um, I enjoy when people bring up other, you know, um, other uh, side, sides to, to different stories because there's some things that I don't think about. You know, I may have my, my mind made up about certain things. Like when I first saw the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, I said, yeah, this isn't good. People are going nuts. Can't believe this, you know, this young kid is walking around the gun. I, I this is crazy. But then as as the the year went on and as I realized that oh shit, well, you know, once they started publicizing this case and everything, I started to realize I started to gather all the information, you know, what I didn't have before. And as the information was as more and more information came out, you start to realize Okay, so this kid didn't go to start trouble. He didn't. He didn't go to to hurt people. Sure, he went to protect himself with a firearm, which he was he was allowed to do. He there was there's no handling of the of the weapon that he did that was off base or, or was illegal. He he did everything by the book. Um, and I just realized how how much the opposing side was trying to lie to make to make this kid seem uh seem guilty and uh i don't know i guess some people might not believe me which yeah i guess who cares but if if there was if there was some 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 evidence that you know First off, if, if they, I, I was against, I was against the whole idea of this kid carrying around a gun. Anyways, that just, 
in that context, I'm I'm cool with you know carry conceal, um, you know concealing and 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 that typical you know the the your average uh, your average uh, Second Amendment type stuff, but but the, you know that's not something that I would do. It's not a decision I would make. But that doesn't mean that just because I wouldn't do it uh, doesn't mean that he's not allowed to do it. And and that's probably another thing that people get st- caught up in. You know, people are like, I wouldn't do that, or or I don't like guns, so I wouldn't do that, or you know, just because you wouldn't do it doesn't mean it's it's wrong, and doesn't mean that the other person that's doing it is a fucking asshole or what have you. Um, but the thing that that this guy was was focusing on was his color. The guy was like, Yeah, he's a white dude. You know, if oh, if the roles were reversed, look, maybe you're right, maybe you're not. We don't know. We don't know. But to always, always, always jump to the conclusion that it, that you know, oh, the white guy got this sentence and the and the black guy got this. At what point do we stop doing that? You know, I I can get behind. I can get behind that attitude. If justice isn't being being done. You gotta understand. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial went through. Went through. All the, all the uh, legal. Um. What do you call it? all the legal? They went through the legal system. Okay, there was evidence or lack of evidence. Um, you had a prosecutor. You had, you had the the defense team. They went through everything, by law. And at the end of it. It was determined by the jury that he was not guilty, which I, I can agree with. I agree with. The, the system worked. And it also worked. It also worked in the case of George Floyd. So there's a lot of people, most people that are probably really hating on the whole Kyle Rittenhouse verdict are probably the same people, or a lot of the same people, who were thankful that Derek Derek Chauvin was convicted. So, what's the difference between those? The only difference that I see, the only difference that I see as far as, on on a wide scope of things is, in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, the people who were you know, pro George Floyd and and against Derek Chauvin. In the Rittenhouse trial, those those people didn't get their way, so they're mad about it. But in the George Floyd thing, in the George in the in the case with Derek Chauvin, they went through the they went through the legal process, and guess what? He was found guilty. He was found guilty. So what do we say? Are we going to sit here and and just say, oh, the legal system is fucked up and it doesn't work? Or can we take a step back and say, these people just don't like the verdict? I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I would say they don't like the verdict. And, and, and what happens nowadays in modern America when people don't get their way, when they don't like the, you know, they don't like what somebody else's opinion is? They protest. They yell about it. Talk about how everything's unequal. But 
the the people that the people that 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 feel that way i find i find that the most people the people out there that are being the loudest about um about things are are white people white men and women that i've that i've come across who are i don't even know what you'd call it they hate their own race they hate their own race and it's such an uncomfortable feeling to have a white person in front of you or next to you or to be conversing with another white person and they say shit that is is totally against their own people like they like they don't see themselves as who they're hating it's so confusing. It's so confusing. You know, just like just like the whole idea of you know, you're from you're from a certain place and you just you just fucking hate it for whatever reason. Like I mean, you get that in in in, in anywhere that you you grow up, right? Um I, I can't tell you how many people I meet uh, a week that just hate Rochester, New York. And I'm like, I don't know what to say, man. You can leave. Like I don't. I don't know if you. Th- I don't know if you think that America is not a free place. Um, but you can leave. You can go wherever you want. Nobody is stopping you from going to a different state and, and living your best life, doing everything that you ever wanted to. Imagine. But, but you got that. You got people that they they will never leave because it's too comfortable. It's what they know. And for God's sakes, if you go somewhere else, what are you going to complain about? You know, a lot of those people, I think it's it's self-reflection, okay? You're miserable. You hate your life for whatever reason. Is it the environment? Is it, the, is it where you live? Is it the state? Is it the place you work at? What is it? Or is it you? Is it your own self? And it's something you just cannot, for some reason, you just cannot look in the mirror and say, oh, fuck. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the one carrying around this dark cloud. And it's not Rochester. That's not to say that, you know, I I think it's great when people get out. I I think you should go out and you should explore other places. But... Stop complaining. If you're not going to do anything about it, don't fuck it. What do you want me to do about it? I just want people to be happy. I hate complaining. I hate hearing about complaining. I'm complaining about people that are complaining. Is that allowed? Am I a hypocrite for that? All I know is that when I was... When I was 16 years old and I was working a job, my first first real job, I was working at a grocery store. And I remember being in the break room. I was at the, and, and there was a few older women in there, maybe like two or three. And man, all they talked about was how much they hated their job. And it was just normal. I mean, it was, it was a new thing to me because I'd never been in a break room before. 
And I darn sure that was not in a break room with people that were just complaining. This is my first time that I can remember of, of being there and just being a fly on the wall and just listening to these people. Now, fast forward. That was 16, right? Fast forward 10 years, 11 years later. Where am I at? I... I at that point, I had gone to Atlanta, lived in Atlanta for five years, lived in Florida for a year, came back. That grocery store got a new name. It was bought out by a bigger grocery store. And who do I see working there? Still, the same two ladies. Now, I don't want to talk bad about these ladies. They were nice ladies. They weren't mean to me, but... They hated their jobs, and they didn't do anything about it for whatever reason. So I don't feel bad for them. But I say all that to say this. I learned from a young age that I do not want to be that person. We, we have, within parameters, within guidelines, we have the ability to make our life what we want to make it. So why make it shit? Why settle for shit? Why do we do that to ourselves? What is the point? What is the point? I could get behind the idea that maybe these people are not miserable. Maybe they enjoy their life, but they enjoy it so much that they have, they have to complain about something. I can be okay with that because all I care about is that you're happy. I can get behind that. But if you are legitimately unhappy and you're not doing anything about it, I don't want to hear it. It's like if you got a headache and you just keep saying how you have a headache. I got a headache. Oh, my head hurts. Oh, I wish my head didn't hurt. Well, guess what? They got the ibuprofens. They got the Advil's. They got that acetaminophen. You know what I'm saying? So, unless you're going to do something about it, just stop. Just stop doing it. Just stop, okay? We all complain, though. We all do. I don't know if it's just uh, in our human nature. Um, you know, back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I mean, <clears throat> when we when we had to hunt for our food. Do you think people complained? Do you think that complaining was even a thing? I I don't even I just don't think people had time to complain at a certain point because they were just worried about surviving. <laughs> and we uh were so comfortable. Um survival is very easy these days. It's so easy. It's overwhelming. Life is very overwhelming, but <clears throat> there's nobody there's there's nothing above us on the food chain you know we don't we don't we're not walking to uh we're not walking down the street and and, and scared of anything other than you know maybe somebody robbing us or something but um the, the only people the only thing that we we have to fear are other humans but even in that aspect you can kind of navigate those waters just don't go in certain areas or or what have you um 
you know, take a boxing class, take a jujitsu class, or, you know, learn something. Learn you something, boy. But other than that, we're pretty comfortable. We don't have to worry about anything, so maybe we just need something to complain about, which I can also understand, I guess. Um, yeah, man. Shit's wild. <laughs> Shit is wild. I, I can only hope that uh, things are going to get better. I asked a friend of mine uh, who who I, I, I'm doing a, another podcast with. I said, do you think there's ever going to be a time where where all these all these different things that we, we talk about needing to be fixed in the world and and, and and complain about, do you think we're ever going to reach a point where those things actually change? Because I hear old people talking about, ah, well, well, we were talking about this back when I was a kid, you know? We, we just, we've been dealing with this for so many years. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know what I'm, individu- I don't know what I'm individually going to do to fix it or change it, but is it ever going to get better or is this just what life is, you know, where we just, it's just a, a, a big cycle. We, we, re, we repeat, we repeat things that we hear from, from young age. Never get married. Don't have kids. If you do get married, learn how to say yes, ma'am, because that's the best way to do it. That's how you have a happy marriage. Well, sounds like you're a little bitch. Because, uh, there's mutual respect going on in my household. So, but it's very strange, you know. I don't like, I don't, I don't like that feeling of like re, just regurgitating what, what I've heard from, from years and years and years and years on. You know, what is that teaching, what is that teaching uh, the future? The whole idea of don't never get married. Yeah, I mean, luckily I didn't take it to heart. I mean, it's definitely something that I thought about. Like, I've always thought about why, what, what's so bad about marriage. Um, but there's probably like, there's probably dudes out there, um, that are like terrified to get married because of what their their fucking grandpa told them or something, you know? Or they just, you know, the chauvinist group of dudes that are like, they never get married. It's usually the it's usually the people that are. Most, uh, you know, they got, they got the, the smallest dog chain or, or leash on, you know, never get married. They complain about their marriage, but they're like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, it, it's very disappointing to see men that are like that, but I digress. I digress. Um, I think marriage is great. I'm not going to lie to you. It's difficult. What's difficult about it? Well, you're going to come to a point where, uh, you know the honeymoon phase is gone, and the, the 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 things that you used to find adorable about your significant other, that you start to hate them for some reason. <clears throat> you know, you, you hate them. For, you, they do these things, and you're like, God damn! And you think back to it, and you're like, Man, man I used to love that about about them. Um, uh, it's difficult. Because you don't want to feel that way, but when you're with someone day in, day out, every single day, it just happens. I feel like, you know, I tell people, look, it's going to happen with anybody. Um, whether you get a, whether you move on from this marriage and go to another marriage, it's going to happen. Um, 
you know, that being said, if you're in a shit marriage and, and it's and you guys are fighting all the time and it's just toxic and it's just abusive or what have you, get out of that. That's not healthy. Or go see help. But there's normal things in relationships. You, th- you got to keep it spicy. So that's what's difficult about it. Um, th- the difficult thing is, is realizing it and saying, well, geez, I'm in a weird period right now. I'm, I'm, I'm in a growth period of my life. You know, I just turned 30 last March. I didn't just turn 30. That's kind of embarrassing. But I turned 30. My wife's a little bit younger. And, uh, you know, people make 30 out to be a big deal, which I guess it is. I mean, it's another 10 years in the, in the, in the books. But they say, ah, when you turn 30, you're going to start feeling weird things. You're going you're gonna to wake up one day. You're going to be sore and blah, blah, blah. That's malarkey. It's bullshit. It's how you take care of yourself. Um, but I just don't really believe in that, that whole, you know, I was I going to say 30, 30. It's, 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 it's not that big, but it, it is kind of a big deal in a way, you know, but what's, what the most thing that I've noticed is between the age of 25 and 30, there's physical changes that have happened with me. Um, my shoulders got more broad, like my physical structure has changed, my jawline, all that fun stuff. Um, but mindset as well. Um, you're growing. It's a, you, it's a growing period and you're growing as an individual. And the hard part is growing as an individual and having your significant other um, uh, be along for the ride with that. Now, I don't have that problem. My wife is very, very supportive. But I will tell you on the flip side, um, I am sometimes a difficult person to, to be with sometimes because I, I'm very quirky. Sometimes I have bad days and I'm just I'm down in the dumps, whatever, whatever the case is. Um, you know, and, and, and it, it takes both, both parties to um, your two individuals that have to be okay with growth of the other person independently and, and you grow independently, but then you grow together again. Um, and that's what the difficult part is. That's what the difficult part is. And, uh, and what you got to do is you just got to, you just got to tell yourself that you kind of got to talk yourself off the ledge a little bit. And what, and what I mean is when I started experiencing these things, <clears throat> when I started to feel these certain ways, my, my initial feeling was, oh my God, like, I, I, like, what do I do from here? Does this mean that my marriage is getting stale? Does this mean that I, I, I'm going to, that I'm not meant to be with, with this woman, that I have to be with somebody else and blah, blah, blah. And I think about it. I'm like, well, no, Nick, that's not how it works. This is what the work is. This is what the difficult part is, is working through this, figuring it out. And, and realizing you can't just leave. You can't just end your marriage because you're going through some shit yourself. Because what, what's going to happen? You're going to, you're going to end your, you're going to end your marriage. You're going to, you know, you're going to be out there as a hopeless romantic trying to find other, another woman. Maybe you find another woman, you marry her. Then what happens a few years later when you get stale and bored, whatever, you're going to leave her too. It's not how it works. And that's where the work comes into play. Um, but honestly, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to give you guys advice. Just being honest. 
the last two years have been a weird thing. Not not even because of COVID. It's just it's just uh, pertinent years. Uh, becoming an adult, and uh, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, I, I'm going to tell you guys one more little story, and I'm going to end it here because uh, I don't want to talk too long. Uh, the other day, I was cutting a guy's hair. I'm a, I'm a barber, if you didn't know. And I was talking to this guy, and uh, we, he has kids. He was asking me if I had kids, and I, I said no. I said, uh, my wife and I are kind of in the middle of trying. And I said, I'm very nervous. I just start telling him about why I'm nervous, and I'm worried having kids is going to change my marriage. It's going to change my relationship, my, dyna- my the dynamic uh, with my wife, and and how I, I just I question myself, and I don't question whether or not I'm going to be a good father, but I, I question, um, I question if I'm going to be able to, ha- you know, I, I I know I'd be a good father, I know I would be a good father. Um, it's it's everything else around it that I was questioning, and this guy brought up such a good point. He goes, dude, he goes, no man, you need to. You need to, I don't remember the exact verbiage, but he was basically like, dude, you need to just have kids, man. Have as many kids as you can possibly handle. He goes, here's why. If you have one kid, you got one kid. Maybe two kids. It seems like a solid number, right? He goes, but when you have one to two kids, especially just one, you're relying on the government. You're relying on the government a lot. But if you have four kids, five kids, six kids, like the amount of kids they used to have back in the day, 10, 11, 12 kids, one bathroom, two bedrooms, if that. My dad used to sleep in a, in a when my dad was a baby, um, he, was, he was sleeping in a, a dresser drawer. <clears throat> that's crazy um, but he said when you got that many kids you are not relying on the government you all got each other The fa- when you have a big family like that everybody's helping out he's like it gets easier because because you got the older person the older kid that's maybe watching the other kids or that's helping out or, or doing laundry and stuff he goes you need to build a team brother and I never thought of it that way and it makes me want to have like 10 kids now which is a problem, but I was like, maybe two. Maybe I have, maybe I have two kids. I was thinking of this whole thing all wrong. And that's why I love talking to people because my I was wrapped up in my own head with this, this you know, the way I was thinking about not, I was like, I don't want to have kids. It seems like a lot of work and, 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 I, and, and I don't know if it's going to change the dynamic with my wife, yada, yada. And he goes, dude, the most important thing is that is the relationship with your wife. You never want to lose sight of that that relationship you want to always be working on it and you want to always have it be solid you got to have that foundation solid i'm looking at everything wrong all these people that have six kids i said god man they they messed up i'm the one that was i'm the one that was wrong i was wrong With that being said, I haven't told my wife that story yet. And I don't think she's thought of it that way either. Maybe maybe it's something inside. Maybe 
her reasoning for wanting to have so many kids. Maybe she doesn't know that's the reason, but maybe that's what it is, you know? But I can tell you this, my wife's, um, my wife's, um, biological, so my wife was adopted, but her, her mom has more kids. Um, so my wife has like six, five, I think five or six, like other siblings and I never thought of it, but when we, when we went over to Europe and visited her family and stuff, it was the one thing that I enjoyed about her, her family over there is everybody helped out. The older kids helped take care of the younger kids when mom, when mom was busy doing something else. The family dynamic was beautiful. Now, they didn't have much. Her family doesn't have a lot of money over there. But they seem happy. And that's the lesson. That's what I've learned this week. And uh, I'm going to end it on that story. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. And uh, if, you like what you, if you like what you hear, if you like listening to this, um, just keep listening. I'm going to put these podcasts out as much as I can. And... Uh, you know, share it. If you know people that would would enjoy it, maybe maybe learn something, maybe maybe brighten up your day. Go right ahead and do that. Uh, appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.